He's the ACT Party leader. His name is David Seymour. The big story today, the sad demise of Kerry Allen, one of the more capable ministers, I would have thought. Uh, David, is this the straw that will break the camel, or in this case, Chippy's back? Well, you know, first of all, can I just uh, reiterate what you've said? I, I think Kerry Allen's a capable person and has been quite a decent person in my experience of her. Uh, I think it's really sad. Um, I think really now we are seeing a caretaker government from Labor. Um, Chris Hipkins has said that he's not going to replace her. The reality is uh, they have that huge Labor backbench, which is rich in numbers but impoverished in talent. Uh, So really they're just going to roll it into the gas station on empty from here. Um, I think that the, the Labor government, for all intents and purposes, is finished. When it comes to these Labour cabinet ministers, we've mentioned Kerry Allen, who I was quite impressed by when I met her. Stuart Nash was another one. Uh, Michael Wood, or Woods, Wood, uh, is, was obviously quite capable, except when it came to selling shares. But who takes the load now? Grant Robertson, who sometimes appears like he doesn't want to be there. Megan Woods, Kieran McAnulty, Andrew Little. Are they going to have to be the ministers of everything? Well, basically, but even then, I, mean, I would say Grant Robertson uh, has basically borrowed $100 million uh, to patch it up and make things look good uh, while getting worse results in return for the government money spent. So, uh, you know, he's not actually a capable minister. He's just the one that's been given the biggest job and done it badly. And as you go down the list, uh, you know, there's not a huge amount of talent there. Chris Hipkins himself responsible for the polytech merger called Tepukenga, creating havoc in, in tertiary education around the country. I mean, you know, there's, there's not uh, a lot to be said for those there. Are you going to give up politics and take up tiddlywinks if you can't win this election? Uh, well, look, it's still up to the voters. All I know is that uh, we're going to be judged by whether we put forward a good uh, proposition for real change. And uh, it, you know, as a party that listens to people and puts forward policies, that's what we're talking about this weekend uh, with our idea of basically publishing a wish list of roads that we'd like to get built, uh, but the government can't afford right now. And say, so, look, you know, let's ask if anyone around the world, including New Zealand, would like to invest, build them, poll them, hand them back when they've made their money back. Um, that way the, the real choice for a community is, you know, do you want this road built now with a toll or take your chances and wait a generation, see if it gets built by a future government. I think in a lot of cases for people in provincial New Zealand, uh, if you've been on the Northern Gateway toll, if you've been on the Tauranga Eastern Link, I, I think there'd be a lot of people who'd say, um, yeah, you know what, I want it now and I'm happy to pay and, and you should have that choice. Well, that's how they paid for the original Harbour Bridge in Tauranga and of course that the Eastern Toll Road out of uh, Tauranga, absolutely brilliant piece of engineering. We need, we need much more of that. That's a good idea. Now, that was your idea over the weekend. Your mate, or should I call him your nemesis, Winston had another idea. He wants to take the GST off essential food items, but we've been down this track before. It's very difficult to do. Where do you put a peg in the sand, and does it benefit ultimately rich people more than poor people when they're not having to pay GST on their i-fillet steak? Yeah, look, there's a number of reasons why it's a bad policy. I understand why people say it. You know, less tax sounds good, fresh fruit and vegetables, it all sounds good. Uh, But the truth is, 
that wealthier people uh, spend more on their groceries. They buy more expensive stuff, and therefore they will get most of the benefit. Uh, the second thing is that it's actually very hard to administer. So if some of the goods sold in your supermarket are GST rated and some aren't, then how much of the space on the truck that delivers them from the distribution centre and how much of the cost of running the distribution centre uh, is GST rateable uh, versus not? Uh, it's an accountant's dream. Um, it's a consumer's nightmare. Uh, so it leads to more uh, bureaucracy. Um, and finally, if you, if you want to help hard-up people, then the way to do it is to take that relatively small number of people who are struggling um, and give them a tax credit uh, rather than take GST off the market for an entire lot of goods. Now, you know, Winston Peters presumably, oh, well, I don't know, I mean, you hope he's smart enough to understand all that, but he promotes it anyway. Um, so either way, he's not up to it. He either doesn't understand economics, doesn't understand honesty. Either way, uh, there's no place for him in any parliament in the world, let alone New Zealand. Well, that's not a very nice way to speak about your potential coalition partner, David Seymour. Well, I'm just telling people the truth and the reality that uh, you've got someone who, you know, either doesn't understand good policy um, or does and dishonestly promotes it anyway. Uh, and uh, when you've got someone that's in it for themselves rather than trying to actually make New Zealand reach its potential with good policy, uh, they are a handbrake. In fact, they admit it, but they're a handbrake um, on this country actually going forwards. David Seymour, thanks for your time on The Country. Thank you.